0: The crop, Welcome to the Wine and Shuffle, the Inverness Caledonian, Thistle FC fan podcast The podcast that is saying Ian Bigers, Cole Donaldson, Billy McKay, Yogi Hughes, Billy Ferries, Alex Bone, Roy McGregor Your boys to one hell of a beating, get in there on this podcast, Highland Derby, deliberations, wins against Wraith Dunfermline, Bucky and our bro, the league run in, Cali Vision, Dan McKay, Davey Carson and Live Soccer Saturday. That's your pod, let's shuffle.
1: For shitty weather, drugs and pissness, Inverness is a fucking business. What did Tarzan say when he found his screwdriver? There's
0: it. Welcome one and all to the Whiteness Shuffle, I'm Andrew Moffat and joining me today for this Dingwall themed pod is, if I had the eyes of a sparrow, Andrew Young, hello. Hello. Walking through Dingwall, swinging my chain, Ross McKenzie, hello. Hello. And Wimpy, Stevie Riley. Uh, let's let's talk about league business in a bit, but obviously we're recording this on the Saturday, the day after the, the momentous uh, Highland Derby, 3-1 to... Three one to us. Um, so let's talk about our personal highlights each from the game. There's there's so many to mention, but for me, um, you know, other than the goals, it's got to be uh, Dan Mackay's nutmeg on Vigers' taxi. See you later. That was that was absolutely superb, wasn't it?
2: I think for me, it's. I mean, I think McCann said it last night. I think the whole team. You can't fault any man last night. You know, it's pretty refreshing to rather than maybe pick out one or two players that have done well. Um, every man. To it. Every, every man to man played well last night and stuff and it was just it was nice that we we went a goal behind and we had a bit of a backbone it actually got the parking score and stuff and that's something that we've not done this season so it's it's also showing strong character on the team and about the well to win so nice and refreshing to see
3: I find the whole thing very relaxing I mean even even when we went one down I, I felt like the game was there for the taking and that we were going to come back and that, that the players obviously had that belief as well so i mean for me the highlight was i think just being three or four minutes into the game and thinking right we're we're easily as good as them we don't have to, to worry about being outplayed by a, a team from a higher league here. We're easily on their level. And so it proved, I thought we were, I know they had a spell in this, in the first half where they had a lot of the ball, but I thought I thought we outplayed them over the 90 minutes. It was fantastic.
4: Yeah, because we're going to talk about the goals later, um, because obviously one goal in particular was, was, a, was a real highlight. Um, I think for me it was actually, it wasn't so much the game, it was going on to Twitter yesterday and I think in the last pod I was talking about how I'd been avoiding social media because it really pisses me off but when I went, I went onto my Twitter feed yesterday there were so many people up for it and really sort of excited about it and um, it just it really, really got you in the mood, you know, kind of being off work helped as well and just feeling that build up and then when we got on it was worth it. You know what I mean. Everything, all the anticipation was worth it. It was absolutely brilliant.
0: Well, right. So, due to the county game being on Friday night, that's given us the opportunity to try something new for the podcast. So, the rest of this pod's going to be a little different, isn't it, Ross? Unbelievable,
1: moth. You got no soul. Rubber bumpers.
0: Hello there and welcome to the TWS Soccer Saturday Studio. It's Saturday, it's three o'clock and I'm sat looking at uh, the TWS versions of Paul Mercer and Charlie Nicholas and Chris Kamara. Ross, your are Kamara. Um, we'll be bringing you Saturday afternoon action as we go through all the usual gubbins recorded as live. Stevie, Stevie, are you East End Park for Dunfermline Hearts?
2: I am, yeah. I've just had my fourth pie of the day, thanks to the guys at Dunfermline for giving me that. So yeah, we're here, we're anticipating a good game and uh, yeah, I will be back with live updates throughout the pod.
0: And uh, Mary Hill, where are you today?
4: I'm at a sun splashed gay field, just digesting my smoky um, after a quick ride in the waltzers. And the teams are just coming out. It's our both versus Alawa for this um, loser takes relegation battle.
0: And, and Ross, what, what have you decided to partake of this afternoon?
3: Uh, I am in uh, the western Athens suburb of Peristeri, watching uh, Atromitos against uh, <laughs> Apollon Smyrnis. Uh, no, I'm not. Although I did see that flash-up and fancied it. I've got a wee soft spot for Atromitos. Um, I am trying to gain entry to New Bay View to see how Martin get on uh, Nathan Austin's East Fife.
2: Atromitos, see an Autobot or a Decepticon? <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's a Greek god.
0: Right, well, there's a, there's a rake of games in the Scottish Cup, including Air Clyde, Dundee St Johnston, uh, Livingston Wraith, so a lot of championship teams in action uh, as we record this. So, you know, interject as you like, Gents, with updates from your games as we talk about the past excellent run of Cali Thistle matches. 10 points from the last available 12 our best consecutive points haul this season. Four clean sheets. We've signed one of the best players in Scotland and we just pumped County 3-1 in Dingo. It doesn't get any better than that. But let's go back to the start of this winning run and the 1-0 win against Wraith. Tuesday, 16th of March, Wraith away. It was a 1-0 win, as I said. Um... And as I said on the last pod, had ten has 10 cocktail pars and they would all have been getting tanned after this game. Six games without a win, only one win in 12 before this. This, this was, Riley, this was the screaming orgasm. This was the when Harry met Sally moment of the season uh, prior to the county game, wasn't it?
2: I think, I think we got a little uh, taste of it the Friday night. Obviously, we played race um, and uh, competed really well in the Friday night game. And Yeah, I think this, we spoke about this before in pods with uh, teams that come at us. I think the last team that probably came out Maybe barring Dundee, we was here, came at us and watched to play football. And I think when we came up against teams that sat back and were defensive, we maybe run out of ideas. But, yeah, Kirkcaldy's always been a good away day for us um, and uh, happy hunting ground. And, yeah, I was I was quite confident. Not as confident as uh, I would be now if we played them. But, yeah, I was confident going into that game that we could we could get something. But, yeah, a clean sheet and a, and a full three points was, was a nice bonus.
0: On this run of games, Dan and Roddy—they're both obviously playing on the left and the right—and they've been cutting in and, and they're finding a lot of space. And that was, I was obviously, to prove a quite a, a common tactic we employed and deployed in the in the next few games. How important have, were have those two players been to our resurgence in form?
2: I think McCann is basically—we spoke to Dan, which we'll hear about later on. McCann has is, is said in press conferences, and Dan's told us that. Do what you do what are good at. He's an explosive player, run it players. Doesn't matter if you lose the ball or you have the chance to come to nothing. Pen-treat player players pace, and also we've seen that and we'll talk about the county game later. But when McCann, when McCann's in full flow, it's hard to stop, you know, and he's just got to be believing himself a wee bit more. And uh, I think over the last sort of three or four games we've seen a
0: renewed confidence in Dan. So it's good to see. Him. And he and this this is the goal when he scores the game where um
3: Ridgers punts it up punts it up a park. That was that was just fantastic to see Ross, wasn't it? Yeah, and and Dan Mackay, I think, um, is taking on a lot of defensive responsibility. Actually, in that position, he's doing a lot of tracking back. But he's also the one who's who has to gamble with his pace. But, you know, and he has to make the decision when to make the run. He makes it at the right moment there. And uh, what we've what we've seen from him a number of times this season, even when maybe we've criticised other aspects of his play, is his composure in front of goal. And to lob to lob McDonald's obviously made a very poor decision in coming out for that. But to have the composure to to lob him from there is uh, really impressive. And not the first time we've seen that kind of composure from him. Go oh, for it. the No, nope, just just way the post by Kevin O'Hara.
2: Um, but yeah, um, good plays through the middle by. Looks like Don Thomas slipping Kevin O'Hara through and he just put it by the left-hand post.
0: Well, was the first goal in the Scottish Cup. It's Chris Mockery scoring to put Montrose 1-0 up away to Fraserburgh. Um, so, yeah, in this game, the Wraith game, was there a directive from McCann to have a higher tempo and, and press more aggressively to, to win the ball back, do we think?
4: Yeah, I would say so. We started the Friday night game against them a little bit slowly and then kind of had to step it up. And I think he said, look, get in their faces right from the start in this game. And we were, we were really aggressive, really at them. And I think that actually, not only did that help us dictate the tempo of the game, but I think it probably riled them up. And Ian Davidson is obviously the sort of player that gets riled up very easily. And I think the sending off partly came from the fact that we got on their faces so quickly and didn't give them a moment's rest. So it was a tactic that, that worked really well. And, it, and it's proved, again, you know, it proved successful again in subsequent games.
3: And it was a hell of a break to get that red card. You don't often get early red cards in this league, no matter how bad the tackles are. So for us to... Okay, yeah, we started high tempo. Um, we didn't create that much, I think, over the course of the whole game. I think we'd have to say that. Um, although we looked solid and we had a level of control over the game, we didn't create all that much. So the red card and the mistake from McDonald has really been the difference between the draw and the win, I think, on this occasion. And that was the break we needed to get, to get that momentum, which has obviously gone on to and now a five-game winning run in all competitions. Apparently, Davidson,
0: uh, an investigation was launched into Ian Davidson, who got sent off after he used discriminatory language towards Todorov. If you watch the highlights, Toddy's prone on the ground, and you can hear him saying "He him saying something. It don't really, can't really make out what it is. It's you fucking Dido C-U-N-T or something. And then he grabs Welsh by the neck. And obviously, Welsh is quite a calm character. And he's screaming and going, that's a fucking
3: disgrace, by the way. So whatever he said. Did he say or like? I don't know. I, I
0: don't know what that means. What? <laughs> 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 Let's move on to the, the next one, though. Win Saturday, 20th of March, Dolphurmillon away. Um can't really underestimate how good a win this was. The, I think the Wraith game is characterized by the early sending off, as we talked about, but I spoke with a Pars fan who said, I quote, I think that's the first time any team has come to East End Park this season and uh, being clearly the better team over 90 minutes that's that's some praise isn't it uh,
2: yeah. yeah no I think I think uh, I was surprised I mean um, I was a bit worried before this game even though we'd obviously started a decent run with the race uh, result but the they're, they're in free fall at the moment there's some issues there
0: um, I'll tell you who else is in free fall A or losing 1-0 to Clyde both. Oh,
2: I've got that in the coupon that could be, could be good for me but yeah I think we'll talk about Carson's goal I mean this this, this was this all was David Carson great finish at the end but but Furman, there's a lot of stuff happening off the park with them, with the Germans, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if Stevie Crawford will be there next season, but they've got to get their act together pretty quickly. But, yeah, I think it was a convincing 1-0-1 if there ever is
4: one. The thing is, so, I thought they actually looked pretty good in the first half. it was a really nice open game of football. Kind of, You could see there was a, a decent amount of quality on both sides. And then the second half, they just it was likely just stopped. you know? We absolutely dominated the second half, you know, played around them. Um, much more composure, again, worked much harder than them. So I don't quite know, what it is, it's a the problem there. So with the players they've got, and with what they showed in the first half, you know, they should, they should be a better side.
0: The goal is a, it's a channel ball by Allardyce and Carson cuts inside from right back, gives himself time to finish, hits the far side of the net, comes off the post, I think. Any, anything need, more need to be said about Carson? If I can come in on that again,
4: actually, one of the things I noticed when I was watching it back was Carson knew from so early on exactly where he wanted that ball and he was screaming at Allardyce for it. You know, he was not far past the halfway line and he sees that space and he's heading for it and Allardyce has curled past just, you know, caught him beautifully. You know, but Allardyce, um, as I say, Carson, you know, could see that move several steps ahead. So it seemed, you know, he still had a lot to do. You know, the way to kind of um, beat his defender and then put it past the keeper, you know, again, beautifully composed and, you know, some first goal for your club.
3: Edinburgh City have just gone one up at Forfar, and I'm there about due to return to Meadowbank, and I'm already wondering if my mate that lives round there can see onto the new pitch. Uh, so quite would quite fancy them away in the fourth round if that comes up. Uh, let's talk
0: a wee bit more about an unsung hero of this good run. Um, he was he was very vocal in this game, Danny Divine, at the heart of the defence. Um, I think the absence of fans lets us hear a lot more, obviously. Is he developing into a, into a leader-type figure? He's very, very vocal at the back, as I say. You'd
2: imagine so. I, I think, uh, I mean, second spell, and how old is Danny Devine? Maybe 27, 28, maybe? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm guessing. But at that age, he's one of the older statesmen in the team, isn't he? You know? But, um, yeah, I mean, Divine gets gets his critics and stuff like that, but I think since he's come back and he's a bit of a bargain, I don't think he's on the, the biggest wage, and um, I think we're thankful that Obviously, he's say He loves in more that we can get him on the cheap. But I think he's been sold all season long. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's made too many mistakes, and he seems to be talking with with Dees a lot more, and maybe that's helping Robbie as well. Because you've got to remember, this is only probably Dees maybe second season. as a first in regular. So
3: yeah, I still worry every time uh, somebody swings a ball in the box from a set piece. But it's there in the stats, we're just not conceding goals, so they they definitely deserve deserve recognition for that. And no no one more so than Divine, who's obviously been slagged more than most this season
0: Uh, another point to note about this is I've got in my notes is uh, uh, a fantastic Fawn Williams save from a Sean Welsh free kick that we could have done with seeing uh, against Astra all those years ago Uh, let's move on (laughs) (laughs) Jings, somebody passed the Kleenex it's Bucky away (laughs) Uh, key things Welshie and Mackay with the goals fair play to Bucky Um, they couldn't do a hearts they've had limited training no idea if they got any friendlies in uh, but they gave us a game and they gave us a real fright. You know, we talk about our players a lot. Let's talk a little bit about Bucky. Who stood out for you guys from the Bucky team? I think for oh. me it was
2: uh, it was two, actually, for different reasons. I think for, for for being a good player, Kevin Fraser. I know we looked at Kevin probably, was it last year, 18 months ago? And uh, close to getting him and stuff. And I thought, he, I thought he played really well in the middle of the park. He dressed he and he's got a bit about him. And, I mean, it's... I, I, I don't know if you boys agree, but I mean, hell, the league's finished for Bucky, obviously. We could have got these players on loan. Someone like Kevin Fraser, I think, could be a good squad player. Not to say he would start for us, but there'd be no harm. And then another the side, was a, a guy I used to rate for, for back in the day, uh, Big Loose McKinnon, but he's obviously on the same diet as me now. Um, looks like me, and that's unfortunate <laughs> for him. But I thought Big Loose was sold at the back, and um, he was always good for our youth teams going, going through the years. And uh, Yeah,
0: yeah he good. He was a, he was a striker coming through. I uh, uh, he used to he used to go uh, used to go to the games with big uh, big Lewis McDonald and his and his dad when he was a kid. Um yeah, and obviously the manager is a there's a link with us with Spider, Graham Stewart, he came through the same youth group as Neil McDonald and
3: um uh, Brian Gulfillin and all that as well. So he's quite a character apparently. Aye. Uh, Jenks Almighty, I couldn't, I couldn't help but crack a wee smile when they equalised uh, with that late equaliser because I, I remember what it was like supporting a Highland League team, supporting a lower league team, and getting a result like that against a against a full time club. And the the clearly the comp, you could tell from the commentator who wasn't. You know he was pretty doer throughout the game, but he, he absolutely lost it when they when they when they got that equaliser. And you know it was great the way we responded to it, but um, I, fe- I did feel a wee bit for them uh, the way that we bounced back and won the game because it's potentially that could have been one of the biggest results in their history, and they put so much into the game they they deserved something they deserved more.
0: Well, it was it was almost like it was a last minute winner, wasn't it? It was uh, it was that man Dan McKay scoring again. So bit of a love affair with the Scottish Cup for him this season. And uh, before we talk about uh, that the game Uh, let's talk about uh, our at home Saturday 27th of March uh, Scott Allen Nikolai Todd oh Don Thomas just
2: again running this game from midfield Don Thomas just it's a a free kick just by the left hand side post hearts are all over the place here at East End Park
3: Price, oh, we don't want we don't want them from picking up points here. They're, they're looking hungry. I'm shocked.
2: And shocked. Wilson, Nielsen isn't happy as the camera pans in on him here. Um, Albion
0: Rovers have gone one-nil up to Cowden Beath, Forford have just equalised against Edinburgh City. Okay, yeah. Uh, as I say, Nikolai Todd, Scott Allen, Cameron Harper, Ian all three points. Yes, please, that'll do. They are both game. Um Toddy's sixth of the season in this game, double what he hit last season. Only f- I think four players have scored more than him in the league. He, and I think we'll talk about him in the in the county game, but he's he's become a focal point for McCann's side, hasn't he?
4: Yeah, I think he's uh, he seems to know his position better, and whether that's just he's being given kind of clearer instructions about exactly where um, McCann wants him to play, or whether it's just that with the experience of getting a run of games, he's actually you know reading the game better himself. I just think he um, he's not kind of dropping back and chasing around so much. He's holding his position well. He seems more confident taking the ball down, kind of laying it back as well. I just think he looks like kind of a, a more kind of game aware and a more composed player.
3: Wraith Rovers have gone one 0 up at Livingston, um, and I think this must be the first time Toddy's had anything like a run of games in our team. Um, I I can barely remember him starting consecutive games under Robbo, um, and yeah, he's definitely benefiting from that. You've always you could always see that he had a, a finish in him. No more so than last night what a brilliant finish that was um and yeah glad to see it we needed we needed a focal point i always thought it would be more likely to be story but he's he's doing the job and uh yeah fair play to him he's 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 certainly putting everything into it and it means a lot to him you can see that from his from his celebrations how much it means to him um so yeah i'm happy for him and i feel like a complete tit for uh, writing him off so much the, the form, obviously the the form's been
0: really good, but the main difference, I think, is the four clean sheets in a row. We only had two clean sheets all season prior to this. What's the main difference here?
2: I think you'll look at I me. Mean, we praise Divine on the defence here, but, I mean, Mark, I just spoke to the press this week, and I think it was well publicised that after one of the midweek games, it might have been Morton, maybe, one of the defeats. He went through the players, and I think him as being vice-captain and one of the elders... fact, not vice-captain, is he? It's Doran, but he's one of the elder statesmen in the team. But he's, he's taken upon himself to go, listen... We're in the shit here. And uh, defence starts for the goalkeeper at the back. And uh, I think having maybe that little bit of tie between... Maybe, maybe the manager left them in the room themselves and says, you boys, sort this out. You've got us in this predicament. Get ourselves out of it. And I think
3: Mark needs, needs a lot of credit as well from what I've heard. I think in these five games, and it begins with a system change and an approach change in the Wraith game on the Friday night, um, I think the midfield four has been more defensively minded. So um, you've got that really solid base of Welsh and Allardyce. Neither of them—they uh, seem to be next to each other. We're not doing this Welsh quarterback thing, which I think is good. Welsh Welsh pops up wherever wherever he's You know, he finds space in various uh, parts of the pitch. He's got Allardyce there, but they are a solid pair, and they play with their heads. They'll they'll do the defensive work if that's the way that the game's going. And like I said before, I think that Dan. And Roddy, as it has been, um, and or story last night, they've been, they've been given a very defensively-minded position, I think. Um, although they, they, they have to make a judgment as to when they make the gamble and go forward, their primary job is to keep us solid on the flanks. So I, I think there's been a whole kind of change in approach that's led to these clean sheets, not just the back four.
0: OK, well, we've we fired through those, uh, those, those fixtures very, very quickly today because we've got something else we really need to talk about up next... Feed the Farmers. So for the second time in three years, the wee team are pumped out of the Scottish Cup by the bigger club, sent back into the shadows to try and claw their way out of another relegation scrap. We haven't won big games for a long time, And they don't come any bigger than this.
1: Chance for a quick equaliser, then. Here's a chance for Tottenham! Wow! Quick as you like, everybody's Cali Thistle are back on level terms. I'm a fireball. Here's Kelly's corner, well made by Devine, here's McKay, away from Lacan, oh he's done really well, McKay opens up for him, what a goal from Danny McKay, a solo effort from the youngster, that is quite superb. Fireball. I saw I came or I, say I, saw I came. This on fire, Sutherland, Surely that does it for everybody's Cali Thistle. The championship side celebrates as if they have booked a place in the next round, and Shane Sullivan's the man who's done it. Fire
3: This
0: this really was Fantastic! This um, I would say it was a culmination of not uh, not this entire season, but probably like all three seasons that have gone before it. Phenomenal effort by the players and the management.
2: We looked like we wanted it from the beginning. We looked hungry from the first whistle. There seemed to be um, a lot of belief that we could do something. But yeah, I, I said before we recorded, I was pretty confident we'd get something. We'd win. We'd win last night. Um, I wasn't after they scored, but yeah, I think the players had that belief and lack of fear, and uh, yeah, there's. County are a poor team, and uh, they were all over the place last night. And I think your players realised that in the first whistle.
3: So, though as I've said, I wasn't I wasn't surprised that we won. I felt confident. I even felt confident still after they scored, um, and I was especially confident after I could see how solid and how up for it we were in the first few minutes. The things that did surprise me: how shit County were, that like they were really fucking poor. Um, I, but also how creative we were. So I suppose this is this is aside from last night's game. This is the fruition of we got solid, we got confident, we went on a run, we brought in Allen, and now I think we might. You know, we scored three brilliant goals. All three goals were excellent. We are now a team that can score goals in big games, and that's really exciting for the rest of the season.
0: Well, there's so many aspects about this game that we can talk about, and we will talk about in the next in the next twenty minutes or so. But let's let's hear it from the horse's mouth. There, you know, we talked to Davy Carson, and and Davy provided some fantastic insights into how how they approached the game, how they uh, applied their tactics to the Ross County tactics, and, and how maybe they pressed at times and they didn't press. Let's let's hear from Davey.
5: First derby and first win, we'll take that. I'm sure all the, I'm sure all the fans feel exactly the same as the boys. Uh, massive night, and I, th- I thought we put on a, a, a great show, and and we've got the Braggamites, I suppose. So yeah, great, great first derby.
2: No, I, know, I think a few. We were on this obviously midday after the game, and uh, I know from there lot a few sore heads, mate. So no, well, well deserved. So let's let's talk about before we talk about the game. Let's talk about the build up then. What, I mean. I was confident as a fan. I'm always confident that we play County, but obviously we're the we're the underdogs, and uh, yeah, they're the Premier League team. What was the feeling around training this week then? What did what did the gaffer and the coaches have? He's working on.
5: Um, obviously he, he looked at them and he, he, he knew that there were there were some weaknesses in the in the way that we could play, so we, we set up and done uh, various drills that could that could benefit us uh, to utilise their their weaknesses, kind of thing to our strength of the players that we've got, um, but also. I come across as look at the run of form that we're on at the minute look at the confidence that the group's got uh, the spirits were high in training and the boys were looking forward to it because ultimately we, we're kind of you could see we're kind of on the rise whilst they're in a bit of a struggle so they wouldn't have fancied playing us last night um, obviously it showed by, by the result we can see that now if, if it showed by the result um, but we're in there with luck it's a it's a derby yes yes you don't want to you don't want to give them too much respect we've got a Give them the fact that yes, they're in the Premier League. They're obviously there because for for a reason, kind of thing. But we also had to go in there and think, just because they're there, that they, we look at their side. There's no, there's no nothing we can we need to fear. Um, we can go in there with kind of a, a high hopes with with the way that we've been training and been playing, and hoping you give it a right good go because they wouldn't fancy it. And and I think yeah, fair enough. First, I think first fifteen we started really well, and they came into it when they got the goal. But then for us, what we haven't done in recent weeks was conceding goals. To come back from a c- come back from from going one behind, I think you could see it. Uh, hopefully, you could see from the from the TV is, is the togetherness that the squad have got to come back. Not only just to get back in the game, but actually to go on and, 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 and win the game comfortably towards the end. Because um, I oh, thought no. they were, I thought they went out of ideas to be honest with you. So uh, credit to the boys for for coming
2: uh, coming back from 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 a goal down. Perfect. So let's look at game. You touched on a little bit there. So from my perspective, I mean, I think it's the first Derby I've ever watched Sober, so that was pretty weird. But watching the game, we looked like we started high. We were pressing high and it was quite intense. It was, But then we dropped off and we'd done the same, and the same at the start of the second half. Was that, was that on purpose or was that just the, game, the way the game p- petered out? Because we were hitting them hard and then we sat back a bit. Was that them coming forward or was maybe saying, look, let's, let's see what you've got?
5: yeah. yeah. It was a bit of both. We could we could see what they were trying to utilize. They were trying to utilize getting the ball kind of uh, in the channel in, in behind the fullbacks. So for for me and Deasy, we had to be careful when we could go high and when we couldn't. Because I think there was there was one time in the first half where I actually got sucked in uh, inside with the winger, and they played the ball down the channel, and, and Brad's in a foot race with Billy Mackay, You know what I mean? And that's that's something that they probably wanted to do, which meant that we were running back towards the own goal. So there was times where. Look, we just had to accept that sometimes keep it in front of us and actually frustrate them by, by being solid, being compact. And once we get it go and hit them on the break, which I think we've done in the first half as well. We had a we had a few chances. Uh Scotty Allen picked up a few good positions and tried to try to thread a few balls uh, through and, and they were offside. It was it was like touch and go and on, on, on the offside, which which would give us a chance to go ahead. But it was just um managing the game and when it was right for us to be able to go and press and when it wasn't. So there was always going to be times where um it would look as though we were deeper than, than what people would think, but look out the uh, the game situation changes constantly. So um I thought
2: we adapted that well uh at every time that we could. So we got lose a goal, a typical Billy Mackay I mean we thought it for us years ago and it's, uh it was a slow one. And how um how impressed were you to get back in the level terms quite quickly?
5: You know, you know, it's it's funny because uh the gaffer actually said before the game um he said they won't fancy playing us and I tell you what they won't fancy, how much of a squad we are compared to, you could see them, the, the togetherness from the lads, especially in these nine games that we've played this month, is massive and that alone can win you games um, regardless of, yes, your ability and your look and everything like that. But, um, so yeah, to go like I say, to go a goal behind, which we haven't done in the last three, four league games, um, never mind that is is conceding a goal, but uh, in a big game in the derby where you might feel right, they're on top at the minute and they've just got a goal you might think oh, everyone goes in the shell it wasn't that it was almost as all right we look around we look at our players and we go right we go again regardless of whether they've scored a goal or not we we don't change what we uh, have worked on on the training pitch and what our tactics are so now as a matter of fact of me and um, you could see the boys from the back is is getting all getting all the players uh, heads up and to say look fuck it we go again do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. and uh, it showed because like you say 45 seconds or whatever whatever the time was afterwards we get a goal and, and, and then from there it's get us to half time we regroup again and we come back and I think second half we came back even stronger so um, that was, it was good to see um that we've got characters out on that pitch that want to do the best for the team in the club so it was uh, it was pleasing from my eyes uh, and, and uh, I would think that, that would be the same for the fans
2: I mean obviously I'm not, it's not a carbon copy but obviously Dan's going against me over that way a direct ball at the park and he's lost yeah. the keeper I mean, it's a good out-ball, obviously, and I think Dan, he's, he's interviewed for this pod, actually, and I think Dan's got a lot of quality, but maybe I don't show it as consistently enough, but I think yeah. the last couple of months, he's, he's now running at players, and he believes in himself, and obviously he's getting the rewards now, so is yeah. that something that's worked in training, maybe leaving Dan up high to try and hit on the counter I think? Uh
5: No, funny enough, I was thinking that last night when I was going to bed. Uh, I was thinking about how, um, like I said, Dan, Dan hit Rafe on the counter-attack from, from Mark, Mark Putnam Putting away and, and basically using his attributes because there's not players that that's going to stick with him when he pushes the ball past players nine times out of ten no one's going to catch him and um, you fancy him every time uh, so so yeah it's not it's not something that we have worked on but it just he he's got the attributes to be able to do that you've seen he was two v one and he and he left him for dead and put the ball in the back of the net you've seen uh, Scotty Allen come in you've seen um, Shane and Roddy obviously dropped to the bench yesterday but them two have come on and. You seeing the third goal. Roddy, Roddy sets up Shane for the for the third. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's that's a big thing. that like, to go back to is the the characters and, and the actual vibe in the dressing room kind of thing. We've got we've got a full squad that's pulling in the right direction. Um, mm-hmm. And they haven't sold on it. They've come on. Yes, I know to a derby, but nevertheless, they're obviously going to be they're obviously going to be upset that they're not playing. Um, mm-hmm. But they haven't showed that they've come on the pitch and made a difference um, and and sealed the game for us.
0: Great to hear from Davy Carson again. Um, We're going to hear a little bit more from him later on about his contract. Um, How did you see the game, boys? When we went a goal behind and we're sitting off them and we're not pressing in the first half, could you really see us winning
4: 3-1? Probably not, no. As I said, I think, um, before the game, I expected them to be really aggressive and to press really high. You know, I thought that was the way to go. I assumed that Iakovic and Donaldson would be at the start and both of them are are error prone. But I think it was you, Moth, actually pointed out when we were watching it that... um, that was exactly what Hughes wanted that he wanted us to come out and they would try and exploit those spaces and McCann obviously kind of was aware of that you know eh, he wasn't sort of out by Hughes so he let them be patient um, I, I wouldn't have thought that we'd have come back and scored three though because we've not been scoring you know all season you know I thought we might get uh, I thought we, we've got enough quality maybe to get a draw out of it but the three
3: was, it was a real surprise I'll to go 1-0 up at Tarradayce Boys. Or the Rangers go 1-0 up against Stranron and Edinburgh City are 2-1 up at four for take any of them what? in the next round.
0: Let's let's hark back to something uh, from, I think, last season or the season before. The Ross County Way. Do you remember that crap from McGregor? Uh, <laughs> see, see, seems 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 the Ross County Way is to be as arrogant as their chairman, then fall flat in your face. Um, that's what you get for not letting us use your machine. Mm. Um, what about the key battles across the pitch, guys? Allen and Vigers, Toddy in their entire back three as he ragdolled all them all. Uh, Kelly and Allardyce. What one stood out for
3: you, Ross? I think, uh, I mean, obviously he he wasn't involved in any of the assists and he came off after 70 minutes, so he's not going to be highlighted as the star man in the game. But I think uh, Scott Allen found lots of space. (laughs) Um, Like, I think Toddy... Um, was was harassing vigers a lot when he was on the ball um and you know vigers didn't have time and the spa the space opened up when when Scott allen picking the ball up on the halfway line and turning and driving forward there was acres of space in front of him to do that so that was I mean obviously it didn't lead to any goals directly it led to, to kind of two 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 excellent through balls for Dan McKay in the first half that he was offside for both of, but um, that just gave us a massive amount of confidence, didn't it? To to see the fact that we were we were exploiting that space and creating those chances, um, so that that was to me to me although like as I said twice already didn't result in any goals. Th- it set the tempo, it set the tone, and uh, and it gave us confidence and momentum in the game. I
2: think David Carlton spoke about it in his interview uh, around. How vocal Scott Allen has been all week in training and on the park. And I think it's refreshing to see we've got a proper number 10 now. I mean, I think Toddy benefited from obviously his knockdowns last night, having having someone a bit closer to the striker, because this season's been a massive gap from midfield and front one or front two, depending on how we play. But for me, last night, I'm a big fan of Stephen Kelly. I think he's a really good player at County, but I forgot he was playing last night after half an hour. I think Welsh and dominate dominated the midfield. I mean, Welsh. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff that we don't really appreciate, um, just simple passing and stuff. But yeah, he was superb last night. And uh,
0: Welsh yeah. Welsh was like smashing into tackles right from the get-go, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, which is unusual, really. He's not a sort of player, but again, you can see how much the players were up for it last well, night.
0: Maybe, maybe he was fired up. I mean, <laughs> we we're, we're going to hear from Dan later on in the pod, and Dan talks a little bit about Welsh and his leadership. And, and I know certainly online there's been like criticism of leadership on the pitch. And you know, I don't know whether... Welsh has seen that or not But he's certainly answered the critics Hasn't he? Look,
3: it's been really tough for Welsh He was out for a long time He's been injury prone throughout his career It's become a kind of running joke And it's and he, he was he was off it for months Coming back into the team, wasn't he? So I think really We're probably only seeing the fully fit match fit sean welsh now and it's good i like it yeah. also also that role change like i said with him playing as a as a center mid alongside another center mid and not not as uh, somebody that drops in between the center halves i think that's that's his position and, and we're and yeah he's 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 more able you see he's more able to chuck himself into challenges now and that for me that welsh allardyce partnership has been at the heart of of our recent form
4: yeah, I think Welsh seems to be getting forward a little more as well. I know you're saying that they're kind of, they're more defensively minded as a unit, but Allardyce in particular, I think, seems to be sitting and Welsh, you know, when he needs to, as you say, he'll be back there and he'll be really aggressive. But he was getting into spaces last night and moving forward really well. I thought, you know, um, and previously in the Dunfermline game, I thought some of his interpassing with passing with Audi was really good as well. So I think um, Allardyce playing a sort of more disciplined sitting role is allowing Welsh to kind of get forward.
0: There's, there's a lot of guys that obviously will get the headlines for the goals yesterday um, and we talked a little bit about Darren Devine already in the pod. Miles story was an interesting addition to the starting eleven last night. He, he has to, play, to play, play the role
3: that he played in the Hearts game in the, the Hearts draw um, although on that occasion it was four one three two, wasn't it? But a disciplined left midfield role, which he's played a few times now under McCann. And he's not he's not gonna get much credit. It's a it's a it's a really thankless task that he's been uh, I mean, okay there'll be occasions where he cuts inside and flies one in from thirty yards in his right foot, but um that he didn't get that opportunity last night. Um Thanklessly just kind of running up and down that line, doing a lot of defensive work. And then when Toddy came off, he went up front in the hope that I suppose that the game had stretched and he might get in behind. Um, so, it was, I mean, I think he, he deserves credit for the performance he might run. He's doing the discipline he's given to the role. Um, Shane Sutherland. K having been dropped, scored the goal that I think we've been waiting for Shane Sutherland to score. That that was what I thought Shane Sutherland was going to be like. Um so you know, good to see that option coming off the bench. I don't like Sutherland playing off the striker I don't, or even on the right. But Sutherland coming off the bench when the game's opened up a wee bit and, and scoring a goal like that, I could get used to seeing that.
0: Well let's let's talk about the goals. There's there's first, obviously, uh, Billy Mackay free in the box. Uh, was this an unchar- uncharacteristic mistake from uh, from Carson, I think, who was marking him?
2: Yeah, I think Carson's the nearest. I think when it first went in, I thought Divine had lost him. But when I seen the replay, yeah, he's uh, yeah, been sleeping a lot, bit there. But that's typical Billy McKay. He's, he's also read the knock-on and a uh, uh, typical poacher. But again, don't want to be too harsh on Carson. He's not a, a defender, although he's been, he's been great at right back for us so far this season.
0: Well, um, they had White and Mackay up front, but we've got Nikolai Todorov, more of a bob uh, Big toddy, seventh of the season, D's header from a Welsh free kick, back post, bang. Uh, apart from the goal, though, how impressive was his all-round play uh, and hold-up play in this game, AY? He just um,
4: knows that role really well. There was one, one early on where um took the ball, I think, down his chest in his midriff. I just immediately like laid it back and allowed Alan in for a shot, I think. And he's doing that kind of more and more and more and more confidence. Um, he's looking, I think, stronger all round. You know, he seems to be winning more in the air. I don't know if that's like a confidence thing or, or whatever, you know, because he's obviously not got any taller or whatever. But he's maybe just kind of going into everything with a new sense of purpose, you know. Um, and it was it was a fantastic finish, you know, he is a good finisher, that's one of the things probably the most natural finisher we have, although Dan McKay also, you know, seems to have a good finish on him, um, but you know, that was that was one of his best, yeah, so, um, it was
3: terrible defending from Kimi, because Todorov actually loses his footing, um, he's, oh, and least Kimi regained his footing, he's completely free, corner. I think it was Kelly that yeah. was marking him, he's completely
0: free, I think he's awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Honestly, I th- I, I tell I said this in the last pod, and I'm going to say it. And I'm going to say it again. Like, no, I'm not. I think he's I think he's awesome. I think if you've played for any other, as I said, any other club in this league, oh, um, you'd be again. you'd be you'd be worried about him. You would be worried about him if you're coming you'd up be about him.
4: now on the basis of the last three or four games. Yeah, he, he, he would genuinely genuinely look a danger. I think, but you can't blame Ross too much. I think for yeah, can't blame Ross too much for for kind of his.
0: assessment think, based uh, uh, on I his early career with us. I think, he's, I think he's done extremely well, certainly since since the change. Okay. Dan Mackay. Dan Mackay. Dan Mackay. What a turnaround to a player. I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not prone to hyperbole, as you know. Um, I'm going to say uh, one of the hottest properties, hottest young properties in Scottish football. When he's on his, we talked about this earlier, when he's on his toes, he's running at players high up the pitch, absolutely electric. And that goal that goal he scores, that is not an easy goal. The way he takes it, the way that his first touch actually is world class, and then he makes he makes a decision to cut inside two players, which is he, we've seen it a lot recently in terms of his build up play. He's come inside a lot, and but generally when he's in that position, he's actually more gone on a straight line. But he obviously knows he's got no one in front of him. He has no options so like to cut inside those two take players. Him Criminal Are by
2: it's criminal defended by county, though. I mean, who
0: can be I, I, I do you know? I don't think. So. I don't. I don't think it is, Stevie. I think they both. They both close down the space. And what Mackay does is he he make he asks them to make a decision by coming in in between the two of them. The best thing you can do as a striker in that position is go between the two players because guaranteed they both think the other one's going to make the tackle or give or take the yellow card. But neither of them do it, and then it's absolutely top drawer. It's it really is some nice. of the best football I've seen this season. That that one move
2: positive when he's run that and again if he keeps doing that I think McCann's got a lot, of, a lot to thank, uh, thank himself for doing that for saying listen, like, you, I think not McCann's an explosive player you're going to get five and ten minute bursts at of McCann. you're not going to get a prolonged period of time so he's he's using that to his, his benefits we'll, so, we'll
0: hear yeah. from him later on and he talks about you know trying to prove people wrong uh, and he says he's done it his entire career and I suppose he's done that again this season even with even with some of us <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, anyone, get anything else? anyone get anything else to say about the young
4: lad? Um, I just want to say about that goal, that it was absolutely the best sort of goal to watch.
0: Because, you know, you can
4: see it unfolding. It's one of those ones where, you you know, he takes it and he starts to drive forward and you're starting to get out of your seat and you're kind of getting higher and higher and higher. And then he goes between two players and it's like that kind of oh! moment. And then when he, when, he, when he gets past the keeper, you're kind of like two feet in the air. It's wonderful. I've watched it back several times again today. It's just a, it was a brilliant, brilliant goal to kind of watch. You know the process of just seeing it go in.
2: There was something. Kellen was uh, Mbappe, wasn't it, boys? You know
3: that's. You're just stolen uh, my line there. Uh, aye. <laughs> so I mean, it, was, it was. a wonderful goal. I I, I remember hearing. Uh, Shortly after he sco- he scored the or he got the assist in the Challenge Cup final that uh, Jamie McCart's dad uh, Chris McCart, who I think was a Celtic youth coach at the time, said that Dan McKay was the best player of his age in the country. Um, but that uh, when he was he had just turned seventeen at that at that time I think um, and he was and he was well built for a seventeen year old. Um, so he's obviously um, people were talking him up back then. If he does if he does respond well to criticism. Then, uh, then, then let's let's criticise him a bit more. He really, <laughs> he really, he really was very offside for both of those Scott Allen through balls in the first half, and he needs to time his runs better. I think, I think his biggest critic there was Scott Allen. He, he he demands a lot, and if he responds in the right way to that, then that's really good. Yeah. yeah
0: so I let's just salvage him every part. Yeah. What what about Scott Allen in this game? We haven't really talked. I mean, going into this game, he was the he was the headline, but we're actually sitting here talking about uh, Inverness. Born players in a Bulgaria. Did he ha- did he have a quieter game in this game, Steve, than we thought he might have?
2: You got to remember I mean, he's not put a lot of football off I mean he's, he's what he's played like three or four games maybe for Hibs and they go sixty minutes against a bros for us. But I thought he looked sharp. I mean that one where he takes it in and turns and puts the ball by the post in the first half was was superb. He's he's probably as much as he's, he's still getting up to match fitness more. I think um, the influence he brings on the pitch to the players like Dan McKay, Roddy McGregor, I know. They didn't play together last night, but those players will benefit from. Him. I think Toddy probably benefits from him as well as from someone behind him talking to him. So, no, I, I think maybe a lot of stuff that he done well last night maybe wasn't noticed by the TV cameras, but yeah, for a guy that's only played X amount of games, he was he was good last night. Anyway, made- absolutely. Sorry, no, I was just say it'd be absolutely crucial on the run-in.
4: I yeah. said this after the Arbroath game, but the way it's the way he carries the ball. Everyone talks about his reverse passes and you know his, his ability to kind of see a pass before anyone else but he's incredibly hard to knock off the ball. You know, he'll take it down and he'll drive through with it, you know, and players will just kind of fall aside. And I think that could be really that sort of um, positivity and that sort of um, opening up, you know, chances for people or creating for himself through that sort of uh, strength that's going to be really vital.
0: And then we seal it in the 87th minute, two subs, Roddy chesting down for Shane, finishing across the keeper into the opposite side of the net, job done. And the shadows once again loom. Over Victoria Park, um, we talked about Shane already. Just uh, superb to see the two subs combine. those Stevie, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, I've been critical of Shane in the season. I think. Uh, I think he should be doing better, but I'm delighted for him. I mean, that's the sort of goal you want to see. Shane's a lot of scoring, um, with the swinging as well, and he's right peg. But um, it just shows, like the guys in the bench, are and Carson touched on it in his interview. Probably disappointed didn't obviously start being a hell in derby, but. There's hunger in the bench, there's competition in the bench, and that's only that, that can only be a good thing for the rest of the season. So yeah, really refreshing to see.
0: Okay, well it was it was a classic El Quesico, was it not? Uh <laughs> this this term has been much divided. Uh what what would be I mean it's the Highland Derby, what would be a better name than that? The cold firm derby, I hate that one. That's I hate that one. I had a look at what some other um derbies are are called over the world. and um, you've got De Topper, uh, Ajax and PSV. Uh, Der Klassiker Bayern Munich against Borussia Dortmund Derby della Madonnina which is the Milan derby Uh, and that is called that because the Madonnina is a statue of the Virgin Mary which is atop the Milan Cathedral in Italy so um, yeah you could use another um, landmark like the you know there's a stained glass window at the townhouse in Inverness which has a camel and an elephant on it Something like that. Uh, or the best one, uh, Panathinaikos, one for you, Ross. Panathinaikos against uh, Olympiakos. That is called the Derby of the Eternal Enemies. That's awesome. Yeah, Highland Derby's fine by me. I hate
2: I that, don't that, like that, anything that, else. Derby boys, though. I hate that. I don't know how you feel about it,
3: but when you see a neutral fan say oh, it's a friendly derby, they don't dislike each other. I'm like, look. Like, well, uh, you know, you, you're one to talk, you know, you and Andrew going on that. Uh, atrocious county podcast the other day <laughs> and being all, being all friendly to them and not even calling them any nasty names or anything. I was pretty disgusted about it. You know, they're young guys, they're supporting their local
4: team, they're actually getting off their fucking arses and doing something about this. Right. And also, they are continuing the noble tradition of a uh, county learning from their betters, just as they've <laughs>
3: done with Scalabits on, on the field. You I'll justify it, if, it to yourself wherever if, you like. If, it was treacherous uh, behaviour.
0: If they follow the path of Roy McGregor, then one of them will be contacting you with a offer of £20 a podcast or something. So, <laughs> no no, no transfers, boys. All right. Or, or if they are going to pay that, I, will, I, will, I'm, I want the fee. I'll be pocketing <laughs> the fee. We've talked a lot. Uh, let's hear a little bit from the listeners. Um, there was once a time where, we were, where they went eight derbies without a win. Many a time where we've pumped them 3-1 or 3-0 on Dingwall. And even a season when we scored... 11 goals to their one and four matches. My memories are always hazy, uh, but what are some of the listeners, Andrew?
4: Right, Nathan McKenzie, just uh, remembering that classic one where Ross County forgot to pay the Leckie Bill and having to abandon the game in national TV. And then we spanked them 3-0 in the rear picture fixture. The three all drawn in the Scottish Cup, according to Scott Bambi, talking about the seed from Derek Adams being wonderful and feeling better in the victory in many ways. I think uh, any time you see Derek Adams close to peers, so that kind of like, Red face kind of uh, looming on the TV is always delightful. Do the like
0: farm. Um, or not? Farm?
4: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Kenny Cameron is another one talking about the infamous like failure and the David and slide tackling the ball into the bottom corner in the replay. Joseph Middleton remembers the penalty win over County in 2019 to reach the quarterfinals. I was in Finland attending a university at the conference at the time with a fellow Cali supporter, watching results come in on his phone. Far too many drinks with then had in a karaoke bar that night. Unfortunately, it doesn't tell us what he was singing. I don't know if we've got Derek Adams on a farm. In the well, we're, we're going to talk
0: about plenty of uh, musical interludes later on.
4: Yeah. Uh, Jack Waddington talks about the charity game in November 2017 that nearly everyone forgets about. Uh, the only game Nick Ross played played just before he left for Romania. Um, and um, Derek Adams trying to square up to Terry Butcher. Uh, apparently, you can watch that back. John Blair just says Alec Bone. I think we know what that refers to. And actually, one of my favorites is Kyle Williamson, who's just written Tony Bullock and then added the crying with laughter emoji. Does does
0: anyone remember that absolutely mental train back from Dingwall to Inverness, a relatively recent game? Does anyone remember that? They had the police specials on it. They had the police specials on it on the way
3: back.
2: Oh, that rings a bell. I don't think I was at it, but I can't remember what the... the Was
3: that
2: not the... Yeah, that was county promotion season, wasn't it? That was that the game after. That was a game this time of the year. It was just after we beat them in the cup, wasn't it? Not? It they was absolutely. It was absolutely
0: mental. Uh, or another. My only memory is old old derbies is probably Stevie Haslett swinging on the bar, which I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. As he hates the
3: county. On that uh, butcher uh, story, there, I I heard that butcher in a recent podcast uh, revealed that uh, he had. Agreed to meet up with Derek Adams for a post-match drink after the Derby. Uh, waited in his office. Derek Adams didn't turn up, so uh, Terry Butcher just roughed the place up a wee bit, turned <laughs> over, <laughs> turned and chucked a few papers around. <laughs> um, we we don't. Well, we obviously are not privy to that story. Did he burn? Did he burn his Bible? I last night. I was really delighted when the third goal went in because three one or three goals in Dingwall is the iconic result for me. And and I had a quick look back and we've 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 visited Victoria Park on thirty one occasions and scored three goals in nine of them. That's which true. is absolutely incredible. Twenty-nine percent of of our trips to Vicky Park have seen us score three goals. That is astounding for like in a way an away away against your biggest rivals. And three yeah. one was of course the result of the first ever derby. Um, and I, think Charlie Christie, was was when he was on was talking about how the derby was big from day one, like it was it was a big occasion. As soon as you know, in August 1994, when we went over there, um, there were a couple of red cards, three and a half thousand people, which was a huge crowd at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, it, uh, the next one, the next three one um, was in in '96. Uh, it was a uh, Ian Stewart double and a uh, a Brian Thompson goal, and I wonder if that was that was around a period where Ian Stewart was constantly chipping that fat goalie they had, Stevie Hutchison. <laughs> uh, so Stewart, he chipped him in that game, and uh, the second half of what I remember that game was the second half uh, was stopped for quite a period of time because somebody from the jail end had thrown a coin and it had hit one of the county players, um, <laughs> who was <laughs> yeah, which which made me start. You know, they've obviously. I know we can't, and I absolutely agree that we can't. And shouldn't be making uh, references to uh, travelling people and gypsies, uh, who are one of the most discriminated uh, people in our society. But what we can, what we can continue to make jokes about, is county fans uh, having probably being inbred and having problems with their fingers, which is maybe what what led to uh, to that coin throwing incident. And actually, if you <laughs> look at the Ian, if you look at the Ian Paul, uh, sorry, Ian Paulworth, Liam Paulworth picture where he's standing in front of the jail end. If you actually zoom in on some of their fingers, you see some strange sights. Like there's one boy that's got his thumb up. So, I mean, the comparable Vigers picture, where like we the Cali fans at the bridge end, uh, um, uh, facing Vigers have all either got a single finger up or a V sign. Well, one boy's, one boy's got his, uh, his index finger up. It's like, uh, <laughs> And then in the bottom right hand corner, there's there's a lady, a little old lady with impossibly small hands, just kind of <laughs> clapping them. Um, it's w- worth zooming in on that picture to see uh, some of the results of uh, inbreeding on the buff.
0: Forever in our shadow.
1: In. You don't need to be coy, Roy, right. just get yourself free.
2: fifty fifty 50-50 half-time draw winner as the East End partner. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ross, can you get
4: in touch with your mate the farmer and ask him if I can get a refund? This has been absolute shit. There's been nothing.
0: <laughs> and uh, Stevie, Dom Formal and Hearts, what's been happening?
2: Good, good first half, Moff. Um, I mean, it's it's mainly Old Dom uh It's the first 35 minutes. Uh, Dom Thomas and Kevin O'Hara dictating the play through the midfield. Through but towards the end, the first half, Hearts, we come back into it. Shea um, Logan's starting to show his influence down the right-hand side. And uh, Liam Boyce a few chances and someone called Makinoff, who I'm not familiar with, I'm familiar with, he's had a few chances for the hearts, but um, no, 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 at the break here. Um, the pies have just been served and uh, Graham Carey from their Edwards have just won the 50-50 half half-time <laughs> draw,
0: so... <laughs> and Ross, <laughs> Ross did, you, did you go to a game or did you just stay in the pub? No, I
3: just bossed up my laptop and it's, <laughs> uh, used try to use that VIP stand thing and now I'm getting spammed with lots of offers of sex.
0: Right, up next, songs.
1: Heard you want a drink? Well, 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 well. The Glen Albin, the Stillin, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Jolly Drover, the Castle Toppers, Cupcake Chockers, Dives a Gallon, the City Bar, Number Twenty Seven, Phoenix Waters, Love to Love, Cake Exchange, Wombo's Hush, Peepies, Givies, Donnies, Rileys, Perkins, Kilmore, Hootenannies.
0: Tell you if if I had the eyes of a sparrow and and I had the wings of a crow, I would fly over Dingwell tomorrow and I would shite on those bastards below. I would shite on them. So what are some of your terracing chants that have featured over the years? Uh, I mentioned at the top of the pod a couple of ones that sprung to mind. Walking through Dingmo Swinging My Chain, uh, which ends with like on a life support machine. Hope he dies. Probably the most violent, most threatening (laughs) chant our supporters ever been guilty of. Um, If I Dies of a Sparrow, obviously. Uh, And another classic, Feed the Farmers. Those are all ones we've talked about in the past. Ross, you've you've been uh, privy to many a song on the terraces.
3: And I'm reliably informed that the the team bus would sing uh, the swinging my chain song on the oh. way to on the way to Dingle in the late nineties. Um, and this old man he asked my name. Um, that yeah, that is that's really extreme stuff. Um, oh God, somebody's got, got, <laughs> can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody's fucking car alarm. Um, just to right. announce that the winner of the halftime draw, our both, is
4: Spoon from East Seaton Farm, and he's so won one hundred and seventy-one pounds. East Seaton
3: Farm—that's the farm that the Farmer has. <laughs> really? Aye. Oh dear! That's... Have we just unveiled corruption? In <laughs> <both> on the <laughs> That's, line of that's there? Farmer's Berry Farm, Mike.
4: Really? Oh well, uh, it's Spoon, from East Seaton Farm. S- Farmer's spoon, spoon is presumably
2: one of his pickers. Uh, <laughs> definitely, managed to just hit the corner flag with an overhead kick that was aimed for the goals—that was nice, definitely.
3: So, my my favourite song to sing, even though it's got—I uh, don't like the kind of class connotations of it—is uh, um oh fuck. I've forgotten it now. <laughs> is uh, in your in your wherever it may be slums. So in oh. your dingo slums. So I, I just don't like that at all. But the it's, it's about the, bit the bit rhythm. There, of, is it's it's the rhythm of. Uh, you're raking the bucket for something to eat. You find a dead rat and you think it's a treat. There's nothing more satisfying than singing that. That is, that is really, that's top class poetry, that. The, what's the word for that when you keep ending on the, on the same hard consonant? a while, no. You know what I mean? It creates, it creates almost like a kind of drumming effect. Bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, seat. Eat. Greet. I love that. Really satisfying feeling singing that on the terraces. they are all velar fricatives. That's no, the sound. Oh, there you go. Well,
0: every day's a school day. Stevie, you uh, have been known to start many a chant. Um, oh. Do you remember, as I talked about him before, Big Lewis? He always used to do "Give me a C. and then, like over the years, you would always have like other people try and start it, and I always felt sorry for the guy. He would go "Give me a see and nobody said anything.
2: Everyone does the fuck off, do not he? <laughs> But I bet the one of the older ones, I, I, I like the modern adaptation songs. You had, obviously, you remember the Pussycat Dolls, don't you? So you had, Don't You Wish Your Right Back Was Rose Tok Lee, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you had that one. was <laughs> And then you had Spandu Valley's Gold, Mutumbo, oh, always believing in you so. And then we'll talk about Asia, which came out of nowhere and we continue to sing, but
0: I like
1: the
2: modern ones, Yeah, that was pretty good
0: you Remember the Bobby Mann one about, about the Spice. Stuff, no, but no, bo- no Posh Spice, Bobby Mann. Don't remember that.
3: No, that no, no was Richie Hart. No, it was Bobby Mann. How did it go? Posh uh, and Beckham flies the slapper, she takes it out the arse, and when she's yeah. shagging Beckham, she thinks of Richie Hart. I thought it was Posh Spice the slapper. Her arse is colored tan, and when she's shugging Beckham, she thinks of Bobby Mann. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's obviously two different versions of that. <laughs>
2: Do you remember the
3: Liam Keough one, the Stephen Gerrard song? Remember that one? Ah, Steve Gerrard. Oh, Liam Keough, Keough, yeah. He'll ping him from 40 yards. Which he never
2: did. <laughs> <just> oh.
0: What <laughs>
3: about uh, doo, 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 a do do do, Marcus Paterlinen? What a fucking
0: sign
2: in. That was <laughs> just you, mate. That never happened. Does that
3: that was that was Leaf used to sing, Mixu, uh, Leaf. Hibs fans used to sing, Mixu Paterlinen. What a fucking sign in. But you have to be from Leaf to rhyme Paterlinen with sign in.
0: We we had one that um, we, we came up with on our way day once and we never sang it because it was just too embarrassing, but it went something like this. We've got C, Charlie Christie. We've got A, Alan Hertcher. We've got L, Liam Key, We've got E, the fucking Eagle. We've got Wanjo. C, A, L, E, Y. Although Wanjo's a J. the J. College. <laughs>
3: <laughs> College.
0: <laughs> yeah, we never thought about that very, very well. But see what they're
2: getting on oh, Mitch Curry, which we'll never say again. Yeah, I was going to come in when
4: they
3: were talking about Posh Spice. I was saying Spice, Mitch Curry, you know. It's... Oh,
2: pure Mitch Curry. Yeah, that's <laughs>
3: like Japanese flag, but flag. Um, aye, when Lewis was doing Give Me a C, he was good at it. You have to be really slow. Give yeah. me a C. But then you get some twat appearing going, give us a a C. And wow. you just like, shut up and then
2: tend takes 10 10, a little
0: kid that's been at the first game and it's quite yeah. harsh when it goes fuck off you know I, I think, think if it, Lewis yeah. MacDonald tells you to do something
2: you generally do it <laughs> well, hopefully no one said
4: that Jimmy says aye to a Cali oh. oh
0: that was the one I was thinking about I've got written down
3: here there was a that's time when a
0: chant t- went on for the entire second well, half well Craig Anderson
3: uh, on the terrace was talking about that they did a, a top 10 chants on their Patreon a few months back and he he included uh, Jimmy says aye to a Cali Pai and he actually talked up our away support in that section as well really? about how you know we're considered to have like a quiet and small support but our away support's actually really vocal. Oh, really? Um yeah. Well the whole half
0: yeah it's been on forever I ever. That's brilliant. Um, another one that went on obviously we wouldn't sing it these days da, 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 da. called Donaldson there was a game where that went on for 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah.
4: Imagine that there. Eh? Yeah. There was a Queen of the South game that that went on for ages and it was yeah Mm-hmm. excruciating I think I had a hangover so I wasn't <laughs> a yeah. and you've got
2: he's, more, uh, so he's one of our own you know so we, we used to sing that to obviously Jamie McDonald for obviously gifting us the Scottish Cup no, but well, there's, what, there's some, some, some
0: more modern ones you've got um, Story's Magic Hat I've never managed to learn the words to that I think the young team the young team like Stories Magic Hat don't they
3: mm-hmm. what's uh, the Brad Mackay song that the young team were singing at one point I don't know that that is it Brad Mackay song? It was a Brad
0: Mackay song? Okay, song. Young team, get in touch. Mm-hmm. Before send us a performance. Um, you'll never get past Tramarco, probably the most common in recent times. It's a good one. And uh, a very, very uh, ingenuitive one. Owen for Williams, he paints on the left, he paints on <laughs> the right. It's a shame he's not, not very good at painting. You know or... We've
2: never had a song for Aaron Doran, really, have we? For all the years that Aaron's been here, we've never really had a song uh, for him, have we? It's I a would, shame.
0: What is Doran? Well, maybe we should create one for when we come yeah, we should. back. What rhymes,
3: what rhymes with Doran? Coggan.
2: That's, that's his other name, is
3: it not? <laughs> we, that, 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 we should put that out to listeners, actually. We need an Aaron Doran song as we approach right. his testimonial
0: year. Yeah, quite right. Quite right so. When we when we, when we come back, let's be singing a song about Aaron Doran. Okay, so we've obviously not been in, in grounds... For a year now, um, there's a lot of guys signed for the team and they never really had an- any physical interaction with fans. You know, If we <laughs> were in the grounds, like what, what would we be singing for D V Carson or Robbie Dees? Surely or Nikolai Todorov with all his syllables. We, we'd now be
3: singing something about Nikolai Todorov, surely. we just been singing the same thing we sang for Nikolai, you know? Nikolai Todorov. He fucks Ross County off. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, what's that, Linda? Next. Okay, next. Uh, Robbie Dees.
0: What rhymes with Dees? Dees. Peas. Dees.
3: Ease. Huh? <laughs> Robbie, oh, Robbie Dees. We need one for
0: Robbie Dees. And obviously, the, the Davy Carson, he he would have one. What would he have? I, a mean, few. I, don't want the
2: listeners, I think that's the next pod and get some feedback on
0: that. What about Sean Welsh? Anything by Haircut 100? Um... Scott Allardyce that would definitely be getting sung Uh, he plays on the left he plays on the I actually got this written down I wrote it before the Derby he plays on the left he plays on the right Danny Mackay makes County look shite there we go young man Uh, Oh Sit Down by James for Kevin McHattie Uh, the theme tune to Littlest Hobo for James Keatings (laughs) and dedicated follower of fashion for Lewis Hyde I'll let you work that one out they seek him here. They seek him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you <gotta> th- <laughs> you could,
0: you've got to think you gotta think about that one. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, what about Wallace Stuffy? You got me begging, begging you for mercy. Why won't you release me? No, that's Lewis Toshney.
1: Inverness! What the hell? How you doing? No water sale for shitty weather, drugs and business. Inverness is a fucking business.
0: Right, we talked about Dan Mackay earlier on. Now we're going to hear from the young man. 19 years of age, 50 games for the club, six goals this season. We spoke to on-form Dan Mackay.
2: Obviously, there's been plenty of frustration from a fan's perspective. Obviously, we can't get to games, but I think there are a lot of games being called off. There Was there a was there frustration for your point about having to wait so long to get some game time to get the season kicked off? And-
6: oh, it's been ridiculous, I think it was what, June time we found out, maybe July time by that time it would already been 3-4 months for us sitting around waiting I was I was beginning to lose my head, I was thinking what is going on here, like how are we finding out like it can't be that hard to come up with a solution, so I was starting to really, right, I was losing it and then we eventually got the date and it was October and I was thinking wow, that's still another 4-5 months away and then uh, once you get date, things start, days start going quicker, months start going quicker so it came about quickly and then Thankfully got going again and then we kind of got going, played five or six games, and then December comes and then next thing we don't play for five weeks. And we're thinking, what is going on here? Such a stop start season. And now all of a sudden we've played what twelve games or something in the space of two months. It's been yeah. hectic. It's been not it's been start stop, but thankfully we're at the other side of it now and it's coming the season is mental. Like look at the tables and that is been a weird season for many circumstances within the league as well. It's been mm. mental.
2: Start the season obviously. You're in the team. Positive start. I think it be a good, strong start to the season. And then, I mean, you don't need to go into it, but do you think maybe coming back as one of the later teams in the league that didn't help us at start of the season? Because it seemed from a fan perspective that every other team was coming back, and
6: um, you could say so. But then at other times, we've had six months to get ourselves fit in a way. So. There's, there is that to it but I don't think it, it did maybe hamper us in a football way I wouldn't have said fitness wise but maybe sharpness with football maybe it did hinder us a wee bit but even at the start of the year I think I think the only thing was, was injuries it didn't leave us any time with injuries so if a boys picked up something they were going to miss a few games or maybe more so I think that's the only thing that killed because if you got start maybe two weeks earlier boys would have been back maybe just in time for the games so that was maybe the only thing it maybe hindered but Fitness-wise, I don't think it really affected us too much. It was more the injuries at the start of the year that killed us, to be honest. That's my point of view.
2: Well, obviously, Billy coming in and Neil coming in before him. How, how how, much was that an impact in the squad? Obviously, I'm sure you didn't know after the air game that, that Robbo was going to take some time off. Was that a bit of a, a bombshell when it happened?
6: He came out and said, I think we found out, and you told us, and then I thought, right, he'll probably take two or three weeks off, you know, to clear his head and get around it, and that as we all would. But he kept. He was still there, and I was thinking, "This is strange." And then, the ear game—you could tell he wasn't himself. And then it came out after the game, so he won't be back for foreseeable and stuff. And I was thinking, "Oh, wow, what's going to happen here?" Because there was Baz and S, we still played games galore. And I was thinking, "Oh, what's going to happen here?" And then we got news that Neil McCall was coming in after the Aloe game, and then obviously Dodge's is coming in after the brief game. So it's been good. It's been. Dodgy's helped. He's a bit like Kells, lively character and that. And it's been good to have them in. And obviously missing Kells and Robo and the gaffer as well. But it's um, it's been good to have them in, and they've helped lift the spirits of late. So it's been good. It was Baz and S, and then obviously the gaffer Neil was in. So it was still Baz still has a laugh less than that. But you did miss having another person there because you've always been so used to having the four of them there. So obviously Dodgy coming in has helped, and he's a bit, he is like Kel when his character likes to laugh and training and joins in the boxes and stuff and tries to make boys and that and stitch boys up. So no, it's been a good laugh and it's helped raise the boy spirits a wee bit. it's been been a hard year for us in different ways, but we've all come in together of late and it's helped big time. So hopefully we're up in the right direction now.
0: And what's what's changed
2: then, Dan? I mean, I think we had a little bounce off like, against Hearts in and, and McCann's first game and you always sort of get that when the manager with a, a, a couple of sticky games obviously those midweek games didn't really go for us but since that race game it's it's like night and day I mean we're tight at the back and, and we're seeing our games now is, is it something that just clicked in training or is it just you boys maybe having a word with each other and saying like we need to roll our socks up here but it's been the, the deciding factor
6: Simple solution is going back to basics defence yeah. from the front Defend, defend from the front foremost. Keep a clean sheet. If you keep clean sheet, you give yourself a chance to win a game. So we had a meeting after, what game was it? al way was it, I think. We had a meeting and we okay. said, we need to get this sorted, lads. We're in a dogfight. So, well, she had strong words with us. We all had a strong word, said our part. Then we went into that brief game and said, we're not going to get beat in this game. And then you've seen the attitude, the effort the boys put in. You could see me the last 10 minutes, I could hardly really breathe. I've run around like a headless chicken. and uh, uh, So now we just put an effort with the boys. So we've just dug down go gone back to basics, frankly. So when the results start to show that, if you work hard in this league, you get it your results.
2: No, it's, it's always the toughest league out the four. I mean, I think even even when we weren't in the league, you always look at the championship and it, anyone can beat anyone. But I mean, we are just at a milestone lately. You your 50 appearances for ICT recently. I mean, how proud are you of that as a fan? And uh, obviously growing up supporting the club, how... How much of an achievement
6: is that for you and your family? Yeah, it's definitely a good achievement. Um, it's probably taken a wee bit longer than I thought because I wanted to play more. But as time's gone on, it's me and Roddy both at fifty in the same week, so it's a good achievement for the club and myself as well, and for my family, it's a proud moment. And hopefully, there's plenty more to come because it's been a good fifty games, and hopefully, it can lead to other another fifty games, can lead to more.
2: No, I agree. No, I think I think you'll get that no problem. So, it's time of recording but uh Three days away from a, a small game against uh, them over the bridge, we'll call it in this podcast. So let's talk a little bit about the Derby on Friday. Um, again, as a fan, I mean, I'm sure all the boys are up for it, but you also grown up, hating them like we did. How much does it mean to you to be playing county away on Friday night?
6: Oh, God, Lee, it means everyone made this game. Even in the youth games, it used to be you could hardly sleep at night time waiting for to beat them or just to be over them and get one over them. So... No, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm sure all the boys are, because it's been like, two years now since we've had one, so hopefully we get the win, and I hope, I'm hope i sure we will, because I'm confident with the way we're playing at the moment. So, no, I'm really looking forward to it, and all the boys are as well. So, it's good to have a nice wee week's break for once before the game, so we can get refreshed and rested and ready to go. So we seem to be doing well in the Scottish Cup since we've been in the Championship as well, so hopefully it carry that on as well, and to get one over them would be perfect as well, so... No, I'm really looking forward to the game, and so will Cami and Roddy being from here as well, through the youths and boys that have been here before and played and know how much they mean to the fans and players that are within the club and people around the club as well. So, hopefully, we do it for the fans and it gives them a wee smile, even though it's been a tough year for them not being able to go to County Away, which is one of the better days for using them all. So.
1: Kelly's corner, well met by Devine, here's McKay, away from Lacken, oh he's done really well, McKay opens up, for what a goal from Danny McKay, a solo effort from the youngster, that is quite superb. Fire. I saw I came I conquered, or should I say I saw I conquered I came, this little chico on fire, he no lie, well y'all skipping he's running the
0: game. Okay, we're going to uh, release a, a, a pod for Dan, uh, a standalone pod for Dan in the next week or so. Um, quite timely. But uh, AY, you spoke to him, and he's, he seems that he's got a very level head on young shoulders, doesn't he?
4: Yeah, he's pretty thoughtful. You know, he doesn't get kind of um, overanimated or kind of overexcited when, he, when he's talking. He just uh, seems to think through his answers really, really carefully and give us really kind of cool sort of detailed answers, you know. Um I think it's something he's obviously really passionate about the club, you know, but he just he kind of like explains that in that really sort of measured way. But I think that sort of um, that sort of nature, that sort of um quiet confidence will probably stand him in good stead. You've seen it this season, you know, the way that he's just kinda of gone about his business, got on and just improved um, you know, steadily and you know, culminating in last night.
0: Okay, League Look Ahead, our, our probably our very last League Look Ahead of the season. Uh, five games to round off, well, six games actually, to round off the truncated 2020-21 uh, season. Um, Tuesday, 6th of April, we've got Morton away. The actor Martin Compton currently starting in the line of duty on BBC One is from Greenock. Incidentally, when David Hopkins left in a rush in December, he texted the chairman, urgent exit required. Gus McPherson, he's in there, he's got one win in four games, 2-1 against Queen's, he last managed Queen, Queen's Park in 2018, and he was submitting technical director before joining Morton uh, on March the 11th. We're due a win the, against these guys, aren't we? Because we've we've lost 1-0 and drawn 2-2 so far this season. Yeah, and currently... And
2: he's also in as well, so there you go, Neil's taking us back to his hometown. Um yeah, this a bit, although it's got a bit of a feel of it after the Lord Mayor's show, after also what happened last night. Um,
0: you you love that after the Lord Mayor's show stuff,
2: don't you? Yeah, I, do, yeah. I mean, listen, well, when you don't have a Christmas card list, that's what I write before I um, send them. But yeah, no, I think I think this will be a tricky game. It's somewhere that we'll struggle to go and uh, it's never the best of pitches. But yeah, I can't see anything but a win. I think the momentum from last night will take us through. And uh, yeah, again, we'll try to win against these guys away.
0: Gordon Roberts, uh, once of this parish, has just scored the third for Motherwell against uh, the Unpronounceable Highland League team.
4: Still nothing happening at our follow at all.
2: Well, Fawn Williams just made an amazing save from uh, Liam Boyce to keep it 0-0 here at East End Park. Bastard. Perhaps yeah. <laughs> everything at the uh, over the last five minutes.
0: Saturday the 10th, it's Queen's away. Um, you know We've got a musical theme on this pod. Ray Wilson, the lead singer of the band Stiltskin, was born in Dumfries. And had a number one single with Inside, which was used by Sky Sports for many years.
4: And then, it. previous question became the singer of who?
3: Genesis. Correct. I don't know what all the fuss about Queens is about because, well, w- w- since Queens suddenly became good, we've just seen them that once where they, they dug out a 1 0 win against us at our lowest ebb. And didn't look very good and didn't create very much. So, can anybody enlighten me as to why everybody's raving about Queens? Kyle Lafferty's just scored a hat trick against Stenhouse Muir. Craig Telflor would be Region. I both have just scored and I,
0: didn't, I missed <laughs> <laughs> it there. <laughs> oh, well done, well done, Chris.
4: <laughs> 19, is, is that Bobby Lynn? 19. Well,
0: I can tell you it's Jack
4: no, Bobby Hamilton. Lynn's
3: injured. It's I Jack Hamilton. Happen. Oh, it's
4: Hamilton, right. Okay. Bobby Lynn. I appreciate I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought they looked very, very ordinary indeed, and then they started to slip away again. But then they just beaten hearts three two. I mean, I know beating hearts is not at the moment um, exactly the hardest thing in the world to do, but still, it's a decent result, you know. So, but yeah, they didn't. They didn't show anything that I thought was was pretty. You know, they, they soaked up the, pre- the pressure well. But we were at our absolutely most toothless at the time. You know, they d-
3: certainly didn't look like team capable scoring three. The only thing that makes me nervous about these two games is how confident I feel about them, which is I kind of felt going it. Whenever we're playing Queens or more, and I think, oh, there's six points, and then we generally take one or two. Um, so the, the, you know this kind of second guessing the confidence that I have gone into these games but it, on paper it's a real opportunity to take six points and solidify our position in the playoff spots.
0: let's move on Saturday the 17th it was supposed to be Dundee at home in the league it'll now be the Scottish Cup fourth round at the time we're recording uh, we don't know who we're going to have I, I don't think we would fear anybody it's just a bonus game guys isn't it
2: yeah you, know, yeah, it's, we, you want to be you don't want to be playing in the league in that weekend and uh, yeah we look forward to seeing who we get to draw
0: yeah so the dundee game will be rearranged for the midweek sometime um it'll be a home game and it will possibly probably bloody hopefully be the last time we ever have to hear the dulcet tones of a certain commentator won't it
3: no the playoffs muff. well i, I said possibly well we don't want it to be the last time we hear him we want more andy bannerman because that would mean that we would be in the playoffs <laughs> Who'd have, thought? Who'd have thought you'd say that in this podcast? Well, Moth, lost... Moth, like, Moth looks like he would happily knock get the playoffs in order not to hear me. <laughs> <That's, laughs>
0: it say, it is a, is a, is a very, uh, very tight trade-off, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> Previous results against Dundee, we've uh, lost 2-1, we've drawn 2-2. Again, this is... We're due to beat them, and we're on a good run of form. Um, could, could a win here keep the playoff hopes alive? Do we know what Dundee side will turn up? It's, you really don't, do you?
4: You're right, so you don't know which Dundee said they'll play. I'm quite I'm, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't beaten them this season, actually, because they've looked so mince. But they've just, I, again, I just think it's thanks to massively incompetent management. Um,
3: well, that's,
0: that, that's a very nice segue onto Saturday the 24th and hearts away. Uh, previous results against them, drew 1-1, lost 2-1. Again, another team that we're due to beat. Uh, and they will be champions by this point. So there's there's no better chance of three points. Are we all confident that we will actually beat them this time?
3: Can never be confident against a side that's that's so packed with uh, with good players. I just hope they have won the league by then. Although maybe maybe and that's the
4: equaliser league. at Skifields.
3: Yeah, I, I I don't really fancy us in against the well, against we, the bigger teams we, against the Dundee and Hearts. I um, I do
0: I do fancy us against these teams. I think that if this position in the season Hearts are done, we've still got something to play for. We need to win. To, to guarantee playoffs or to get higher up in the playoffs. I think we will oh. win. Last game of the season, last league game of the season anyway. Um Friday, this it's a Friday night. Friday night again, uh eight at home. I presume that's on the telly, is it?
2: No, I think all the last uh, set of fixtures are on a Friday for some reason this uh, year. Alright,
0: so that is a Bannerman game, is it? I yeah. think they Unless might. It's
2: TV for TV, you never know, they might, they might they might put it on, but at the moment it's yeah, a Bannerman game.
0: Mm, well, by that point, 30th, um restrictions are being lifted. You'll be able to sit in a park or a beer garden with a few hundred people, but you won't be able to sit at the football. Um, yeah, not so good. Previous results against Ayr, we've drawn 1 1, and then we had one of our best results of the season when we beat them 2 0 in, in Robbo's Robo's last games. It's so far down the line, it's, it's very hard to predict, but at this point, you would think that Ayr will either be relegated or safe. So if we're still in the hunt for
3: playoffs, we might be the team with something to play for. So do we reckon that we're fine in the playoffs? If we take nine points from these five games.
0: Well, let's this is what I was gonna say. Let's round it up, let's make predictions. There's fifteen points available from these games. At time of recording, we've got we've got ten from twelve available points. We're playing pragmatic football, um, the best form in the division. So how many do we get and where do we finish? I think we'll probably get I think you're looking at it pragmatically. I think we could get two draws, two wins, a defeat, and pick up eight points, which would give us thirty-eight. That I think pro-
4: we've got 10. To miss yeah. say 10. I'm optimistic. I'm going to go balls out and say 10. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: A, but even if we got 10 and we got 40, I think that, you know, D- Wraith and Dundee are currently on 33 with six left. So they'll probably finish at 42. So even if we got 10, we're still going to finish fourth.
4: You think Dundee are going to pick up another nine points? I'm not so sure
0: about that. Uh, well, they've got six games. Only we need to win half oh, the games. Yeah, I
2: suppose, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll find third or fourth. I can't see us getting second.
0: I think you say, Stevie, even if we got 10, 10 points there, that, that's still only enough to give us fourth.
3: Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking at Dunfermline's running, so they're away to Ayr, home to Dundee, and then they finish with Queens at home, Arbroath at home, and Aloha away. So if we're thinking that we have to outperform what they do, that's gonna we're going to need maybe more than the 10. Yeah,
2: it's all, it's all dependent on their results, isn't it, elsewhere? But I, I can't see getting more than 10. I'd be delighted to return at this this point. But.
0: So, what are we saying? Then are we going to finish fourth or not?
2: I say fourth. I, I can't see any. Yeah, we won't get above fourth. But where we were a month ago, that's fantastic.
3: So, yeah, very true. Very true. So, Muff are you making a prediction? Uh,
0: yeah, I I I I do think that we'll finish fourth because uh, I think we just haven't picked up enough points to be able to propel us into second or third and I, I think that Domfermline are actually in free fall so I don't know if they're the ones we need to worry about I think Queen of the South will probably pick up more points than right, let's let, let's finish predict a place I'm going to say fourth I'm
3: saying fifth fourth fifth. fifth that'll do
0: Nightmare 11 Col Donaldson, Roy McGregor, Naismith, Smith—they all had their own personal nightmare uh, the other night. But let's look at our Nightmare Eleven. We asked everybody what the worst goalkeeper, who the worst goalkeeper was, that has ever played for the club, and I think that ay has got the results.
4: I do. So your choices were as Malkowski, Nicky Walker, Owen Von Williams, and Johnny Tuffy. So in reverse order, our least worst goalkeeper, according to the um, Wiener Chapel Massive, was Nicky Walker. It's funny, because I actually had sort of started to convince myself that he was actually, if you looked at the hard evidence, actually the worst, but uh, he gets only 7% of the vote. Um, Our third least worst was Johnny Tuffy, which is not surprising, because he actually wasn't that bad at all. He was just a bit of a wild card. Yeah, so for a while, Owen Tom was actually in the lead, but in fact, he ended up taking 36% of the vote, so the three game wonder Zivier Malkowski, the forty six percent of the vote goes straight into the nightmare eleven.
0: I once saw Zbigniew Malkowski get on a bus.
3: Did he drop his bus fare?
0: Well, no, how often do you see a footballer get on a bus?
3: I don't think uh, I, don't, I don't think fo- footballers don't get buses as a rule. Really, people people that I mean, was it in Edinburgh? People get on buses. People of all classes use Lothian buses because it's a nightmare to park your yeah. car in Edinburgh. He
0: was on, um, he was he was wearing. Um, Faded blue jeans and a green jacket.
3: Fascinating. Um, I, I just want to disagree with that result. I mean, obviously, the answer is Mikey Fraser for one. But um, between those two, I mean, Zibi Malkowski once cost us three points, um, whereas, you know, Owen Fon Williams cost us the opportunity to go to West Ham uh, in the next round, of, to yeah. go to Upton Park and blow some bubbles in the next round of the Europa League. So, yeah. never to be forgiven.
0: Mm yeah, I'm a Ross on that one. But anyway it's been voted for by the public. so democracy rules. Okay, before we go, we uh, an extra wee bonus for you. So as you heard earlier in the pod, Stevie interviewed, David Carson and if we're talking about David Carson there's one thing that every single Cali Thistle fan is asking and that's are you going to sign a contract for next season because we did them to so do you know what Stevie just asked him
5: yeah I mean uh, look I'm settled up here I love the place um so there's no there's no reason why I, I wouldn't want to stay here. It's a great club. Um, obviously, it's a shame that the fans haven't been there this year because uh, they're a massive help and they're on a, when they're cheering us the on. Um, but I've just got a with the situation that the club's in at the minute. It's a bit it's a bit difficult with with obviously uh, John leaving leaving us for a, a bit of time out. Um, but I think it's opened me down him because he's he's the manager and, and obviously he's got to have his his own space uh, for recovery. And then it's down to, it's down to him and, and obviously the club to to sit down and see which players he wants to keep um' cause I don't think I'm not 100 percent sure, on it, but I don't think Neil's in that position to do so because because it's ultimately john John's job so it's a matter of fact of, of when he's um able to speak football and and get that back with the club is when ultimately that the club can come out and uh, and sit down with players that are out of contract uh myself and others. And obviously, and and trying and get things sorted. But for the time being, we we've just got to respect what's going on. And it's mm-hmm. look, it's not a great situation because players are out of contract and they want to they want to know what's what. Because like you say, that the season could finish in four weeks. Hopefully, it doesn't. And I'm sure that the boys boys are going to do the uh, the best to get us in the playoffs and continue in the May, But we can't do anything until um, the time's right for ultimately the Gaffer to come back and 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 be able to talk football. So. On that aspect, I can only just keep doing what I'm doing, um, playing football, winning games, and, and get the club in the best position that we can. All right, nice one. I catch us on a bit.
0: So that sounded relatively positive. Obviously, there's there's an issue there that the club's struggling with at the moment, and um, slightly hands behind, tied behind our backs in terms of um, John Robertson been available at the moment so but generally it did sound quite positive eh, Why didn't it yeah i mean the
4: fact that he's obviously keen to stay and he's not um unless you know staying in the highlands means that he just wants to stay in the general area and is actually looking for the massive bucks um potentially emanating from over the bridge and uncle roy's roy's oil well um yeah i think i think it's really encouraging that he's not immediately kind of going kelly or nothing more than a stepping stone every's my profile now i want to go you know i, I think it's great um I just hope that we are in a position to start getting offers on the table
3: and, and and having serious talks with players, you know, before the end of the season. See, East Fife are one 0 up over Martin Gus McPherson's, uh Wonderful rain continues. Um I, I think you know, talking about high t- hands tied behind your back. I think sometimes we tie our own hands behind our own back (laughs) if that makes sense when it comes to our transfer business we're always I know these are special circumstances but we're always slow to offer contracts we're always scrambling around in the last weeks before the start of the season I think I mean uh, is John Robertson going to come back and say no I don't want to offer Davy Carson a contract no of course he's not offer Davy Carson a contract now Scott Gardner if you're listening please hurry up
2: no, I, think, awesome. I, think I think he's a future captain. I think we need to tie him down ASAP. And even if you offer him a provisional contract, depending on which league we're in, we can review it later on. But at least give him something to say. Look, we want we want to keep you.
0: Yeah, I'd be surprised if that didn't happen in the next in the next week or so. And there wasn't some news for the club if there's not something seriously wrong there because he's been arguably well, he has been our best player in the, in the recent run.
3: Who else is out of contract that we want to offer contracts to? Todorov's out.
2: Yeah, anyone I,
0: is I, really? I'll, I'll, I'll offer Todorov a contract myself, at my own pocket.
3: What are you paying him? Paying him in old Bulgarian football shirts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who else is out of contract?
2: Uh, Vincent's out of contract. Story's out of contract. Divine's at a contract. I think he'll done a one-year deal, didn't he?
0: So. Divine, Divine, will get another year if not yeah, two. Yeah, I think it, he would want that. For like you say, for the wages on, he's actually done a very, very good job. Okay, let's to uh, finish off the pod. Let's go live to the grounds. Uh, I think there's been a goal at Gayfield.
4: There has been a goal at Gayfield. It is gold for our growth uh, I'd love to tell it's a fantastic goal, but as is fairly characteristic of my
3: experience watching football with Cali Thistle, I was having a pish at the time, so I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a massive goal from Gold, and puts Air um, and Martin in serious bother uh, for for that playoff spot, as well mean... as pretty much relegating Aloha. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It pretty much relegates Aloa, doesn't it? Almost. But it makes it, it makes you realise just how important these can, recent points are. Can, can, and... can
0: we now stop all saying that um, that old centre half Atala was so good? Yeah, <laughs> you, you lot have been saying it all season. I'm like, no, nah, he's not. He's old and shit. Yeah. Well, Andy Graham, that's the guy. <laughs> I really yeah,
4: like well. him as well. But um, yeah, e- I, I everybody it.
0: everybody has a sell by date, and uh, he's reached Boys. his. Uh, so let's go to East End Park. Has there been a goal, Stevie Riley? No,
2: um, I mean, amazingly not. I mean, Hearts was throwing everything but the kitchen sink at Dunfermline, but um, we're in the last minute now. Dunfermline have just uh, made a couple of subs. Um, Detleman manages off at of Lewis McCann. Um, Dunfermline having a little go here, um, but I think I'm going for a nil nil here unless something changes. But yeah, surprisingly, no goals so far at East End Park with about a minute and a little bit to go.
3: One of these shit teams that are coming through, even if they've had a good result before look, like Clyde, Brora, Edinburgh City. East Fife. Give me any of them in the next round. Montrose. Right, I'm going to predict,
0: yeah. I'm going to predict we get Celtic. Oh,
3: Fuck oh, geez, Please no! i predicting Johnston.
0: I'm going to predict we get Celtic at Parkhead, and we beat them. Not, not a
4: chance. Right.
0: Sell down. <laughs> <laughs> have just equalised against Brewer Rangers. 88th minute. Heartbreak for the plucky, oil-funded millionaire club. No <laughs> replays <laughs> <laughs> well, now, guys. It goes, goes to the, e- e- extra time, doesn't it? Now, Nicky yeah. Clark, 90th minute winner for Dundee United against Partick Thistle. Oof. Yeah, you're right, Steve. It goes to uh, it goes to
3: extra time. That's our both pouring forward in the closing second. More have equalised with the McGuinty penalty in the 92nd minute at East Fife. It's yeah. all over at Gayfield. Our both arms
4: in the air. Alawa are slithering down the helter-skelter towards the seaside leagues.
3: Full-time.
2: now <laughs> null at Eastern Park. Oh, the Fremen, and Hearts nil, so yeah, could say nil nil there, but
4: yeah. How many games there. is up with that win for Hearts now?
2: Four, maybe now. Am I thinking?
0: Okay, that's that's all from us. Thanks to everybody for listening. As usual, uh, we'll be back in a few weeks' time. Maybe it'll be the final pod of the season. Maybe not if we can make uh, a late push for the playoffs at the right end of the table. Uh, until then, it's goodbye from them. Well, goodbye from me, and uh, we're basically just a to keep smiling and keep drinking and be happy. Get it up, you county. Take care of yourself and bye for now.
5: All right, nice one. I catch us on in a bit. Chance for a quick equaliser, then.
1: Here's a chance for <laughs> as you like, everybody's Kelly Thistle are back on level terms
3: I'm a fire all
1: Here is Kelly's corner well met by Devine, here's McKay away from Lacken oh he's done really well, Mackay opens up for what a goal Solo effort from the youngster that is quite superb. Fire, I saw I came, I conquered. Or should I say, I saw I conquered, I came. This little cheek on fire, he
6: ain't
1: no lie. you all stepping, he's running a game. Your Sutherland getting <laughs> killed. Surely that does it for Empress Callie Thistle. The championship side celebrates as if they have booked her place in the next round. And Shane Sutherland's the man who's done it. Fire.